0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. For Saturday, October 15th, I'm your host, Victor Monash. On today's show, we're coming to you live from the Ottawa Real Estate Investors Organization meeting. On today's show, I'm offering some guidance on what investors need to do to adapt to the current market conditions. Enjoy today's talk from the Ottawa Real Estate Investors Organization. Thank you, Babette. March 11th, 2020, I came up on this stage and warned everyone in the room here about this new thing that was coming called the coronavirus. And there were a lot of blank stares in the room, and there were a number of folks thinking that I was a little bit of a fear monger. And then about a week later, we were all in lockdown. And I don't come up here often with Stories like that, but when I do, I do it very judiciously. And tonight's one of those nights. I'm seeing things in the financial market that, quite frankly, look very similar to 2008. And I know I need to be prepared, and I want you to be prepared. So I want to share with you a few of the things that I'm seeing. And this is not just by reading stuff in the press, this is from direct conversations that I'm having with large private equity groups some in Toronto, some in the States, folks out of Beverly Hills. I'm getting to see what's happening in the credit markets, and I'm seeing credit markets seizing up. And you need to be paying very close attention to this. Put up your hand if you're following what's happening in the UK right now. It's a few hands going up. I'll go through this very briefly. But Before I do that, put up your hand if you know what counterparty risk is. Okay, a few hands going up. Counterparty risk is the notion that what is on one person's balance sheet as an asset can be on another person's balance sheet as a liability. And if you have one person who cannot live up to the commitments on their liability, that can create a cascade effect through a chain of counterparties, and therefore the term counterparty risk. But we don't know that thread of relationships they only become apparent when the dominoes start to fall. We saw it in 2008. That's why Lehman Brothers went, it became insolvent. That's why Bear Stearns went under and so on. And all of these bailouts needed to happen. The same thing is happening right now in the UK. We haven't seen who the counterparties are. The reason we haven't seen who the counterparties are is because the Bank of England has basically said, we will buy all of the toxic debt. First, they said we'll buy British gilts, which are their treasuries. And then they said, we'll buy corporate debt. Now, the pension funds in the UK that are basically insolvent right now are insolvent for a very simple reason. Interest rates went up so quickly, they became over leveraged and they are required by law to keep their assets and liability in balance. And when they got out of balance, they ended up having to sell treasuries, which meant there's more sellers than buyers. The price went down, the interest rate went up. That became a self-fulfilling cycle. So now, the more they sell in order to raise cash, the more the value of those remaining treasuries that they hold on their balance sheet falls. So they're basically, Uh, you know, eating, they're they're feeding the animal they're trying to kill basically is what they're doing. This is cascading into Europe. We don't know exactly which, which banks are gonna go under, but we are seeing signs in several of what's called the repo market. I won't go into all of those details, but I'm seeing right now that credit is drying up. If you have loans today that are on variable interest rates, my advice to you is to get locked into closed loans at rates that you can accept. And I would run, not walk, to the bank to do that. I've had two people, independently, people that are very well-respected. One of them, we had a two-hour breakfast this morning with a financier, one of the largest groups that funds large-scale products out of Toronto this morning say the same thing to me, specifically around the possibility that we could see bank failures, not just in the US, but possibly also in Canada. And the advice was make sure that you don't have more than the FDIC insured amount in your accounts. Many of you don't know that the money that you put in the bank is not your money. It's the bank's money now and the terms under which that money gets returned to you is governed by whatever you signed with the bank. It's also governed by the regulations set by Canada's bank regulator. But if you have funds in those accounts that are in excess of the FDIC insured amount, you could be at risk. So make sure that you are not in excess of those amounts. I know we're having to take that action on many of our projects in the US. We're gonna be opening a ton of bank accounts in the next week. So. I know it's a sobering message. I don't have specifics to share with you, but what I'm seeing in the credit markets, I'm seeing credit drying up, I'm seeing construction loans that were already offered being repealed, and I'm seeing credit much, much more difficult to get, and it's gonna get worse before it gets better. So if you're looking at a refi in the next month or in the next quarter, again, run, not walk, okay? So just wanted to share that with you, and, Hopefully we'll have better news in a month when I see you next time. Thanks very much. Thank you, Victor.